0: In this episode, I talk with Robbie Fry, first-year head coach for the men's soccer program at King's High School. Robbie shares his experiences as a first-time head coach, the impact of his mom on his soccer career, and the experiences from his playing days as a college goalkeeper that have shaped his coaching and daily life. You're going to enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Sure. All right. Hey, this is Karen Coach's Corner Chats, and on the episode today, I've got Robbie Fry of Kings High School. Robbie, where are you at and what are you up to?
1: Uh, right now, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, coaching at Kings. Uh, we're getting the boys ready for our our fall season, and we're actually uh, gearing up towards our first preseason tournament in July. So right now, we are, uh, we're training three days a week. Uh, the coaching period in Ohio has been lifted, so... That's a blessing for us. Uh, We're getting the boys out and we're getting the ball out right away. We're coaching them right away and we're teaching them, you know, the standard of what we want Kings to be um, and kind of what we're looking for towards, you know, getting these guys into tryouts.
0: And this is your,
1: this is your first year as the head coach for them. Yeah, this is my first year. I was the varsity assistant the last two years. Um, I graduated in 2018 from Ohio Dominican and then the following
0: uh, year I I was a varsity assistant slash goalkeeper coach for the last couple of years. So, what has been uh, what has been some of the main things that you're trying to put in place now as you transition from that assistant to head coach? What are some of the things you're hoping to kind of put in place now in the summer?
1: Uh, I got a big laundry list of things. I think just <laughs> I want to, you know, I don't I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, uh, being as this is my first head coaching job. Uh, but I definitely want to make sure that we establish a culture. Uh, here at Kings and we establish a culture that's going to be able to be carried on through the years. Um, and something the boys can tangibly work towards, uh, not just a culture of, you know, just showing up and just kind of just being there. It's more of showing up, doing the work um, and just kind of representing Kings and representing the school district in the way that we want them and the program that we want them to, to represent. Um, the last couple of years over over at Kings the last couple of years, it's been sort of a revolving door of head coaches. Uh, I think, I think it's been about four or five head coaches um, in the last, uh, I would say probably seven, seven years. Um, and I'm, I'm number five. So, um, you know, I, I definitely want to give these guys uh, a piece of longevity and a piece of, piece of consistency uh, with me being the head coach, also me being alumni. Uh, that's, that's huge for uh, for the boys. I think they know that I truly care about this program and I'm I'm here to help them, you know, succeed in achieving their goals on and off the field.
0: The cool thing I heard, and I love it, is the fact that it wasn't like the first thing was, well, we got to get our our formations and our principles to <laughs> play. It was like, look, I, I got to win them over because like you kind of already have alluded to the fact that dudes have kind of come and gone. There's maybe a little bit of a trust issue as to How long is this dude going to stay? And I think like you said, knowing that you're an alumni and you're trying to show that you're invested, I think is an awesome start. For sure. Yeah. Um, You know, and I think the
1: boys just want, uh, want someone to want to know that someone's in their corner. I think they just want, you know, somebody who knows the game well, but also is there to help them you know, with college recruiting and, you know, help them with school because I've been in their shoes. I've, I was, I've had some of the teachers that they've had, um, I, you know, and I've been doing the things that they are doing right now as, as kids, um, you know, over, you know, we're right next to Kings Island and we're right around that Mason area. So I know the things that they're going to and the places that they're going to, you know, local ice cream shops or, you know, whatever they're hanging out at, I, I know what they're doing. I, I've been there and, you know, I can kind of help them from more of a mentor standpoint than, than just a coach standpoint, I am 25. So I'm not too much older than some of these guys. Um, so I am kind of in the realm of recently being where they, where they've been at. Um, so I definitely want to, you just let them know I'm there for them. I'm, I'm back in, in their corner and, you know, I'm, I'm going to get the most out of them, but, I, you know, I'm also going to be
0: there and help pick them up when they need it. What, um, what was the transition from playing college soccer and then how did you come about to become an assistant coach with the, the Kings group in the first place?
1: Yeah, actually, I um, I started coaching way, way back uh, in my college career. So I graduated high school in 2014. Um, I ended up going to Wittenberg for half a year, and then I transferred to Ohio Dominican, uh, where I ended up finishing out my, my four years. Um, but even right when I got to Wittenberg, I was coming back in the summers, and I was coaching at Kings. I was My head coach was still there. And we didn't have a formal goalkeeper coach. So I was coming back and I was helping out coaching goalkeepers, you know, not all the time, but maybe a couple of weeks here and there in the summer, um, coming out to what I could um, in between my PDL games and PDL trainings and stuff like that, that I was playing. Um, So I started really, really early on in my my college playing career. Um, But right after I graduated college, the head coaching position opened in 2019. So I actually applied for it. I, I was kind of hopeful I was going to get it. Um, I obviously didn't. Uh, they gave it to somebody else, but I still talked to the AD. I said, you know, I, I understand you guys want to go a different direction. I still want to be a part of the program. I love this program. This is where I got my start. I want to still be there if, if I can. So if these if the new head coach needs an assistant and a goalkeeper coach, please give them my contact information. Uh, you know, I would love to be a part of the program. And I actually, a couple of weeks later, I got a call from our former head coach, Kyle Hamilton, and he, you know, we sat down, we talked a little bit and we kind of gelled pretty well, uh, you know, with our philosophies and kind of with the visions of the program. And so, yeah, he hired me on as a varsity assistant. um, So I'm very fortunate, very thankful for that, that, um, you know, the Kings community is pretty tight knit and the AD passed on my information and Kyle kind of took a chance on me.
0: I think the cool thing is too, is like, it would have been, you could have like put your tail between your legs and walked away and said, well, they don't want me. (laughs) But instead, you're like, dude, I'm just looking for an opportunity to get my foot in the door. And the thing that I can clearly tell is like Kings is where you wanted to be at in whatever form it was. um, Of course, you were hoping the head coach is where you're at now. But at that time, if whatever it might be. So and the other thing that caught my head, does that mean that you were a goalkeeper coming up? Yes. Yep. I was uh,
1: I started playing a goal. I was a goalkeeper. Shoot, uh, back at like U9, U10. I started really young. Playing youth soccer, Uh, that's a funny story. I my you know youth soccer. I was playing King City soccer. Uh, My mom was our head coach, and I was on the field. And I wasn't really getting soccer very well. I mean, obviously you're you're a young kid, Um, you know. So there's going to be some growing pains. But I didn't I didn't really get soccer very well. Um, But my mom was always spending a lot of time with the kid who was playing a goal all the time. And I guess I was kind of jealous. And I was like, I, you know, she, why is, why is my mom hanging out with him all the time? Like she should be, you know, be our coach. And, you know, so a little, a little tiny jealousy thing. And at the end of the season, we were just switching positions and, you know, she ended up throwing me a goal and I I loved it from, from the second I I stepped in there. I was like, this is awesome. I can use my hands. Like I can see everything. I don't need to look at the ball. Like I'm looking at the ball. I can, you know, I was a more athletic kid. So, you know, it, it was just, I don't know. It it just kind of fit, and I fell in love with it, and I'm still in love with it today. Um, you know, and I I just
0: stuck with it ever since. I there was no other position for me. I had to be a goalkeeper. What what was the dynamic of having your mom as a coach? Like, was it was it awesome, or was it kind of had bad <laughs> points? Or,
1: uh, it was it was cool. Um, you know, when you're a young kid, it's pretty cool to have your mom as a coach. Um, but then as you kind of get older, you're you know kind of getting to that teenager type mode she was only my coach for a couple of years um but when she knew that i really wanted to take soccer to the co- i knew i wanted to play college soccer at a very young age too i was like i want to do this for as long as i can and i had you know aspirations to play professional soccer as every young kid does um so yeah I, once my mom found that out she kind of signed me up to look for more competitive clubs and things like that so i started out bounced around different clubs i started out at uh hammer fc Uh, which is now King's Hammer. Um, So I I started there, kind of worked my way up, and I played at Ohio Elite um, Ended, you know, bounced around different clubs, but finally ended up at Ohio Elite in high school um, and finished it out there and got recruited to play soccer from Ohio Elite. So, yeah, being a goalkeeper and having my mom there, I I think was uh, a big stepping point because she kind of pushed me not to be a goalkeeper, but, but she pushed me to just always do everything to try and be the best at everything. And so I, when I, when I fell in love with it, she's like, well, if you want to do it, try and be the best at it. She said, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But if you're going to do something, do it hundred percent. And I kind of took that and reign with it.
0: It sounds like too, just from your comments about the getting to where you are now as a coach at Kings and kind of the experience of not getting it the first time you had that goal set. Um, and it's really cool to hear like a parent say, "Okay, if that's what you want to do. I'm gonna do try to put you in the best possible situation to make that um, a possibility." Which I think is really awesome to hear from the parental side uh, of things, especially moms, because a lot of people, you know, it's always <laughs> dad or something. But I think it's cool to hear like yeah. that. There's a mom out there. That, so was she did she play back in the day as well, or what was her? How did she get into coaching? Was it because you had an interest? And she's like, "I just want to coach," or. Yeah. Um, so she
1: she played in high school. Um, yeah, college really wasn't. Uh, my parents put themselves both through college uh, later on in life, while me and my sisters uh, were going up, growing up in school. Um, they did night school and stuff like that. So college really wasn't a big thing for them back then. Uh, but she did play in high school, um, and she was the only soccer player. My uh, my dad was a big football, basketball, baseball guy. So I I tried all that other stuff out it wasn't for me was soccer soccer was it um i played lacrosse growing up too uh, so i was a dual sport lacrosse soccer guy growing up as well um so yeah she she was the only soccer influence you know no no one in my family it really it really played soccer is just her that's
0: really cool that's so cool now is that something still that like does she give you input now as a, as you go into the coaching world um Taking over things, or is she just kind of like you just do your thing. Yeah, um,
1: she's my parents are a very uh, I want I don't want to say sink or swim, uh, but kind of a feel it <laughs> out kind of kind of parenting. Um, you know, they're definitely very supportive, and they do help me out all the time because you know they they both run uh, a very successful business, and you know so that they know kind of what it is from being you know the the person in charge they know kind of what it is and kind of how everything trickles down um so they do give me uh, pointers on that but they kind of just want me to just focus on just being myself they they really just you know feel it out see what works for you what doesn't work for you you know don't try and be you know something you're not basically um they they really do support just me trying to feel it out and you know, just finding what works for me. I think that's, it, it's, it's good advice, uh, but me being the person that I am and the player that I was, I was always trying to copy, you know, other goalkeepers of what they were doing. Um, I was always constantly trying to learn and trying to implement it into my game. Um, you know, I'm a smaller goalkeeper. I'm, a, I'm a, only about 5'10". So John Bush, Nick Ramondo. Uh, Shay Gibbon, who played for Manchester City, the shorter goalkeepers, Kas- Iker Casillas was only about six foot. Um, so I really um, tried to implement that all that stuff into my game if I could, if it worked out. Um, so I've I've started to do that with coaching. I've started to watch, you know, Jose Mourinho, you know, Solskjaer, um, you know, Z- Zidane, Ancelotti, all these big big uh, named coaches and. You know, trying to implement implement that into King's High School, but I, I'm slowly starting to learn that I need to find what works for me. Um, I've already failed a couple of times as a head coach, and I, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm I'm a big learn from your mistakes kind of guy. Uh, so, you know, I've I've learned that you don't need to be something you're not. You just need to find out what works for you. And my parents are definitely very supportive of
0: that. The the cool thing is, and like. You sound, I mean, I'm 45 and you're 25 and <laughs> speaking with like wisdom that I think it's cool. The one, that the comment you made and I even have, like even now, um, like it's not always gonna be a perfect session. We're not always gonna mm. say like the perfect coaching points sometimes um, and what have you, and it's not gonna work out. And you just said, look, I've had a couple that I look back on and go, that's not how,' but I'm gonna learn from it. And kind of like the sink and swim thing, like either like I'm gonna battle and, and figure it out. Um, and the cool thing is I love the, the comment of being who you are. So once you get that Kings nailed down there, it's going to be your own like family, your own group, your own, like you talked about culture and all that earlier, uh, where people will know that's the brand of of soccer they're going to play. That's the brand of of young man that they're going to produce. Um, and it's going to be directly connected to the pipeline that you put out there. Um, I think it's cool to take from other people, uh, you know, I think we sometimes fall into the trap of like, oh, there's a book on a thousand drills of so-and-so and then you go and you go, well, that's, that's fine. But my clientele, my kids that are playing don't right. have to first touch, all that kind of stuff. Um, right, exactly. What, were, um, what, were, what was your experience at the college level? What were some of the, you sounded like you started at Wittenberg and then you moved mm-hmm. over um, to your next stop. What, what was the experience uh, coming through college?
1: Yeah, it was uh, – I mean, I don't want to put it too simple, but it, it was awesome. I, I loved college soccer. I always tell my friends if I had to do it all over again, I would do the exact same thing. Um, there's, there's no um, – kind of like goalkeeping, there's no other path for me that I wanted to take. Um, I was a big, big fan of smaller schools, so Wittenberg, and then when I transferred to Ohio-Dominican, um, both smaller schools, um, Wittenberg being D3, Ohio High Dominican being D2, so um, definitely a, a jump in, in level. Um, but college soccer was uh, amazing, but it was definitely humbling as well. Um, coming out of high school, I think I was 145 pounds soaking wet. Um, and coming into college, I was playing against you know guys who were you know 21, 22 years old, guys who were seniors um you know and I'm 18 years old don't have a lick of muscle on my body but you know I was just athletic I could I could jump far you know I had really good hands um you know so that's it was definitely very eye-opening very humbling um but at and at ODU where I was where I ended up I had a great goalkeeping mentor in the I there was a junior who was a couple years obviously a couple years ahead of me um as a freshman he kind of just took me under his wing and re- I learned so much from him just watching him play. Um, the things that he would say, the the way that he would direct, direct the defense, um, the way that he would carry himself on and off the field. Um, it, it taught me a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about what it takes to kind of go where you want to go uh, as a player. You know, and I'm trying to implement that into the, into Kings. Like you can't just do the bare minimum. You got to, be out there 15 minutes before you got to be out there a half hour after practice. You got to do the little things. You got to, I was really bad on distribution my freshman year. So after practice, I would stay with, you know, our, our junior goalkeeper, um, and we would work on distribution. He was absolutely solid at distribution and he basically taught me, you know, everything I know about distribution. Um, Striking techniques, when and where to hit balls, the right times to hit balls, the right time to slow the game down, the right time to speed the game up um, after you make a save. And, you know, it, it it taught me things that I think as a head coach are good because I. I've definitely learned, you know, I have to do this extra 15 minutes of film before practice or I have to do this extra 30 minutes of research after practice or before practice, because it's going to help me coach these guys a lot better. Um, you know, I don't know everything about soccer. I'm, I'm a pretty humble guy. I don't know everything yet. Um, I was a goalkeeper my whole life. So I know a lot about tactics. and I know a lot about organizing defenses and things like that. Um, and I know a lot about, you know, formations on the field. But I, I you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I, I don't run a field player session as well as some of my assistant coaches do who are field players. So, you know, me being the guy that I am and one of the things that college soccer taught me was to, you know, just work hard and things will come eventually if you put the time in. I've started to do that and just kind of started to learn how you run a field player session, how field players actually work. What is the dynamic of, you know, progression wise from warm up all the way to getting them to, to playing? Um I, I, I kind of run my sessions like a goalkeeper session. We start with something very simple, technical, uh, maybe a quick possession game or something like that. And then we move into something bigger that builds off of what we just, what we just did. So if we're doing something technical where it's, you know, maybe we're just doing long balls, maybe we're just pinging balls back and forth. Now we're going to do a game where we need to play the wingers and we're going to ping balls to the outside wingers. Um, and then we're going to go to goal. And then, you know, just drills that build upon that and just kind of get them to the end product of open play um so definitely brought all of that from college soccer college soccer kind of taught me a work ethic and taught me what it takes to be um or taught me what it takes if you want to be the best
0: the one thing that i that resonated with me is the fact that here's a junior who's rocking and rolling um and took the time to work with you like he was staying after taking time out of his day to work with you, giving you input, um, on there because as he gets better and you get better then you challenge him and it kind of raises the bar, um, which is such a cool thing to hear that cause guys can be so kind of like, uh, me focused and to hear that there was a guy in your same exact spot. Cause I know goalkeeping it's, you know, sometimes if you're a midfielder, maybe there's three midfielders playing where well, you can rotate in when you're a goalkeeper, there's only one spot. Um, so as you were getting better, I mean, there was always that chance that if you, you could be competing for his spot uh, type of thing. Yeah. Um, actually, there was an instance
1: my, my sophomore year when he was a senior. Uh, we had, shoot, I think towards the end of the end of the season, we had probably lost two or three games in a row and given up, I think, probably five or six goals. Um, you know, not, nothing to, to knock on him at all because, you know, we, we just, as a team, we just weren't performing well. And our coach decided, brought me aside after one of our bus trips. He pulled me aside and said, you're starting tomorrow or starting the next game. And I was like, what, what did Justin do? Like, is Justin okay? Like, is he hurt? And he's like, no, you're, you're just you're starting next game. And he benched him. And, you know, we ended up I, – I played the whole game, ended up playing pretty well, we ended up winning that game. And the whole time I was thinking is, you know, why – and, you know, I didn't – me and Justin had a great relationship. And I was like, why – is justin being punished for you know something that's that he's working really hard at and he's showing that he's leading us and he's our captain like what's what's wrong um and the entire time justin was super supportive and he's like go out there do you you know just help us win the game that's all we need you to do don't don't try and be something you're not like go out there do the things that robbie can do um you know ended up winning that game and uh, I, I will never forget just from warm up to to the end of the game, how supportive he was and how confident I felt uh, having him in my corner. And like I said, that's that's something I want to bring back to Kings King Soccer is, you know, letting these boys know that I'm in their corner no matter what.
0: Do you think if you go back, let's say you're the coach in that scenario, let's say that happens at Kings and you got a guy that's kind of your main man but has been struggling, do you think maybe as the coach could you have handled that situation? maybe in a better way
1: yeah i think there is there is
0: definitely ways that
1: my, our head coach could have handled that better um i think he acted a you know a little bit on emotion um and that's again another thing that i've picked up i'm a very huh. it, i think you probably have noticed, noticed this already <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a very thoughtful person I, I i notice things and i see things and i think about things all the time um so i noticed that right away i was like you know if i was a head coach i really wouldn't want to be treated like this um You know, and I don't want to treat my goalkeepers like this because that's how I was treated. And I didn't think that was the right way to do that. Um, So I definitely uh, definitely would have done that differently, Um, taking maybe a day or two to kind of step back and think, okay, what's really going on is we don't need to put all the blame on one person or there's 11 guys out there. It takes the ball to get through 10 guys before it gets to the goalkeeper. So let's kind of track back and see what's going on um you know maybe it's something with our formation maybe the guys just aren't getting it maybe we're losing the ball in the f- in the attacking third and we're getting countered really quick and we're just not tracking back maybe you know we're not connecting from the midfield to our our strikers you know maybe we're just losing the ball in the midfield and you know we're just not doing real well of coming in and getting our shape and you know coming back in defensively um but actually it's it's funny cuz we my first year at kings we had a situation like that our goalkeeper was not performing very, very well. And we ended up benching him for a game. Um, and the way I handled that was, was totally different. Cause I remember that. And I'm like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. You're not playing up to the standard that we need you to play. We're going to sit you for a game. We're going to give this guy an opportunity and we're going to see how he does. And it's not a knock against you. It's, you know, not taking anything away from you, but this is what we're going to do. And uh, he ended up, it, we ended up playing him uh, playing our, our, second string guy. Uh, we ended up winning the game. Um, he played well and we ended up putting our starter back in and throughout the rest of the season, he was solid. Yeah, absolutely solid. And, you know, I think maybe that game, a little kick in the pants. Um, and sometimes you kind of need that. Um, but I definitely went about it in a way that is, was supportive and said, look, like we're in a position where, and like, you know, we won 11 games in 2019 for Kings, which is the first time any Kings program has ever done that. Um, especially when I was playing at Kings, the most wins we ever got was nine. Uh, so to have 10 plus wins in a season was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually from that point on, we were undefeated after we benched our senior goalkeeper and, you know, kind of gave him a little kick in the pants and said it motivated him and he played phenomenal the rest of the season and we ended up going undefeated in, in September, all of September, um, and I think the first couple of weeks of October as well um, until we lost in our, our second round of the tournament. Um, so just, you know, kind of, like you said, learning from those experiences that I've had, you know, I've been through what these boys have been through. So I'm going to make sure that these guys have a experience that was better than mine. I'm not saying I, I had anything that was wrong in my college experience. It was great, but there are, were some things, you know, like my head coach dealing with that situation that I want to, make sure that these boys have a better experience at.
0: I think the cool thing is, is a lot of people talk about the one person that was awesome. And that's what um, like pushed them to be a coach or do this or do that. But it is some of those other kind of not so positive experiences that you make you impact on you. And then like you said, I don't want to be do a domino and then return that to the next person that I have to deal with. The other thing that I heard, which I thought was awesome was that you had like an actual conversation with your like starting keeper in the first place. So how important right now with the King's program, what, how much do you find communication being, and what are some of the things that you do to try to maybe build on that communication side of things?
1: Yeah, that's, that's actually one of the things when I first got to King's and I told the boys, I said, you need to talk to me all the time. And (laughs) I'm, I said, I'm, I, I said, "I'm, I'm, I'm not that much older than you. I'm 25. I have my phone on me all the time. Text me, email me, you know, group me whatever i said you need to talk to me all the time tell me what you're doing i want to know i said i don't care if you blow up my phone um you know because i i want to know that these guys what these guys are doing and i want them to know that i'm thinking about them you know i want them to know that i have their best interests at heart um you know and i didn't have a lot of communication with my head coach as a goalkeeper um when i was at odu which was kind of unfortunate in the situation that we had, we, our goalkeeping unit as, as players was great. You know, we were always very supportive of each other and kind of held each other to a high standard. Um, but the communication, but from the coaching staff to the goalkeepers, if I'm being honest, was, was kind of muddy and murky. Um, you didn't know who was starting one day. You didn't know who was starting the next game. You didn't know who uh, was going to be the number one at practice. You, you didn't, you just didn't know. Um, and that's something that I've told these boys, out of the gate. I'm like, look, like this is where we're at right now. You guys need to earn your spots and show us that you can come there every single day and keep that spot. You know, if, if a guy comes in this year as a freshman and shows us that he's a lockdown center back and you know, he can, he, and he earns his starting spot on varsity, then we're going to be loyal to him and give him the benefit of the doubt and the opportunities to kind of grow and be a player. Um, because in, in high school, when I was at Kings, my coach, my head coach, did a very good job of that. He was always very supportive of us. And if we made a mistake, it was always yelled from the sidelines, pick your head up, keep going. And I, I can hear it in my head right now. I can hear it. And I can see it visually. You know, standing on the field, I can see my coach saying, you know, pick your head up, let's go. Um, next one, next five minutes. You know, it was never a, um, I don't want to use the word toxic, because um, you know, that's – I know the word's thrown around a lot, and that's kind of a harsh word, but it it was, it was a very good environment at in high school. And then when you get to college, it's a little bit more uh, fighting tooth and nail with, you know, guys because you're getting older, the game's faster. Um, things mean more a little bit um, as, as a college soccer player playing in the NCAA, whatever level you're at. Um, and, you know, it's – it, it, it kind of depends on – you know, like like I said, the culture that you have, we had a pretty pretty good culture at Ohio Dominican uh, as far as goalkeepers go. But like I said, you know, the, the communication from the coaching staff was very muddy and murky. So I want to make sure that everything is crystal clear at Kings. And I'm going to tell these boys, you know, this is why you are you are playing. This is why you're not playing. These are the things you can do to get better and earn some minutes. These are the things you need to do to keep your minutes. And these are the things you need to do to get a starting spot or, you know, whatever it is. I want to be very open and honest with them and tell them kind of how it is. I cannot not sugarcoat it. Um, Cause I, I think that's doing a disservice to the boys because I felt that as a player, it was a disservice to me to not tell me why I wasn't playing or why I wasn't the outright starter. Um, Cause there were games that I would start um, and my college career, I, I had a ton of injuries. So that's another story. But you know, there was games that I would start two, three games in a row. And then, they'd switch out another goalkeeper. Um, And, you know, same with our field players too. We would have guys, a a great midfield core of three guys. We played a a four, three, three, um, a great midfield group. And then we would change guys out um, because maybe coach didn't like something that he was seeing on the field. And, you know, what, what have you, it, it just, it didn't, it wasn't an environment where we were able able to grow. And that's what I want to have at Kings is, you know, these guys are young kids. You guys, they need to have room to grow and make mistakes and lose games you know five nothing because they're making mistakes but they need to learn from that they need to know that they need to have those experiences I don't want to not let them have those experiences so because I learned from my experiences I learned from you know getting beat five nothing six nothing as a goalkeeper letting six goals in that's pretty demoralizing and you don't want to have it let it happen again um You know, so that was definitely a big motivator for me. And, you know, I just want to give these boys that same opportunity
0: and room to grow is
1: grow as players and grow as young men. It sounds
0: like, too, that if you could take that goalkeeper kind of unity that you guys had going on and had and it was full program, I think would that have you think would that have taken that experience and maybe even your results to another level as a group, if all the way across the board, you guys are like one big, like not just your goalkeepers, but it was whatever 30 dudes in the program and coaches all like on the same page and everybody just like crushing it for sure. Yeah. And that's, you know, what I want to bring to Kings as well is, um, you
1: know, I've, I've talked to a bunch of coaches, like I said, um, and try to learn from different coaches. I've even talked to um, a couple of high school coaches here. And one of the quotes that I'm going to take from him uh, is our level of, he, he told me the level of success will never surpass the level of commitment. Meaning the amount of work that uh, we won't win games, if we don't put the work in, you know, and if we want to be ECC champions or be conference champions, we have to put the work in to be conference champions. Um, so kind of taking that, that cultural Kind of topic and saying look like this is our this is our one main goal as a family as a, as a unit. We need to work to, together as a unit to get there. It's not going to be won by individual players. It's not going to be won by oh I, I'm going to be the starter you know kind of mentality. Um, I don't care about anybody else. It's going to be won by the collective unit And something my goalkeeper coach said in college was the starter is the product of the goalkeeping unit. So the starting goalkeeper is the product of all of us working hard and pushing each other to get the best out of each other. And that's what that's what it needs to be. I think in a program as well is the starting 11 and the you know, people out there are the product of the entire program being the best of the best and pushing everybody to get the best out of themselves. Um, so
0: that's definitely kind of the approach I'm taking um, at Kings as well. I love that idea of like, look, man, whoever's out there, it's because of, you might not be playing, but because you're a part of this program, they've been pushed to the level that they're at now. And that's what we get to put out there. The other thing you talked about earlier too, which I wanted to kind of come back to was the idea of of you being really focused as a goalkeeper and looking and, and bringing in assistant coaches that may have a little bit more input when it comes to like field play and what have you, what, how beneficial has it been having assistant coaches in the mix as you start this transition to the head coaching position? Yeah, it's, it's been
1: great. Um, so right now we have, uh, besides myself, we have three other full-time assistant coaches on varsity. Um, I have, I have a couple of guys, volunteer coaches helping out, um, just for the summer, uh, just getting some hours in and kind of getting their foot in the door for coaching. Um, and then we have two, Uh, our JV both our JV coaches are coming back we have a head JV coach and assistant JV coach Um, so the guys that I have on staff with me are all college soccer players all guys that um, you know have seen the game and had the same experiences that I have Um, actually they are a couple guys that I did play with either in high school and club or played in college with Um, so I there is that kind of camaraderie there is you know we kind of already know as far as mentality wise, like what we're expecting, like we all think the same way. So we're ready to rock and roll that way. Um, And it's, it's huge to learn from them because like I said, like I was a goalkeeper, I was seeing the game from a goalkeeper's perspective as a player. So I wasn't really seeing what it, what field players go through every single day. Cause I was, you know, overtaking shots, you know, at, at the other field or at the other goal. Mm -hmm. uh, Most of the time with our goalkeeper coach. So to kind of learn from them and talk to them and say, you know, what do field players like? What did you guys like as a player? What did you guys not like as a a player um, in both college and high school? Um, And we've kind of worked together to put together sessions that are um, focused on three things, you know, tactical, uh, technical, and just kind of open play. Um, One thing that they told me is that they loved just having the ball at their feet and playing. No restrictions, no nothing, just let us play. Let us figure out, let us build some chemistry together. just kind of work the kinks out. And then, you know, then we can kind of go more tactical once we know how to play with each other. Once our center backs know how to, you know, shift and work with each other. Once our outside backs know how to play with our wingers. Once our, you know, our six knows how to play with our center backs or, you know, what have you. Um, Just allowing that chemistry to build. They said, you know, is huge. And I, you know, I, as a, like I said, I'm a humble person. I didn't know that. So I've just kind of let them run with it. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. You guys, You know, we can help plan we've I've kind of helped let them take the reins a little bit on planning sessions, um, as far as right now, just because we have such a big group. Um, And, you know, the tactics side is more my game, so we're definitely going to implement tactics and things like that into practice, maybe closer to our tournament. Um, But these guys have definitely
0: done a great job of giving me advice on how to run sessions and how to create sessions. I think the cool thing is is the experience of you with the the older goalkeeper at college, and getting hit, seeing his input and him pouring into you. I think it's cool as a head coach that you get feedback from your assistants, and at the same time you hear it and you're applying it. But you're also like, dude, here, you guys are coaches as well, so you guys get in the mix, work with these players as well, which I think speaks volumes because at some point during the game or something, you might be over dealing with someone. <laughs> and your assistant steps up, and the boys will respect and and be open to hearing the input from that coach as well.
1: Yeah, um, actually, one thing I said at practice recently, I was running a goalkeeper session a couple weeks ago, um, and I let my assistant coaches just run training. I'm like, you guys run training. I'm going to work with the goalkeepers, because I want to see what we got, Um, and I, you know, it was just kind of a bystander. I was just kind of listening. I was I let them do the team talks and the team huddles. I'm like, you guys, it's all you, you know, kind of go ahead. And I stepped in at the end and I said, look, you have four assistant or four head coaches up here. Yes. Three of them are assistants, but you have four head coaches, four guys who know what it takes to play at the next level, four guys who have done a lot of things in high school soccer that we want to do as a program. So these guys have just as much of experience as I do. So I want you guys to respect them just as much as you respect me as well, And you know, when they're running sessions, because there are going to be days that I run just goalkeeper sessions because I want to work with the goalkeepers and make sure that we're pretty solid at the goalkeeping position because, you know, that's just me. I In high school, I wanted a goalkeeper coach, a consistent one, and now at Kings we have one in, in myself, and I'm going to definitely utilize that. So I definitely trust them 100% to run training sessions and keep the same level of standard and, you know, not basically skip a beat um with
0: training sessions and practices and games if you were to to look ahead spring ahead five ten years where do you see yourself do you see yourself being a king still or do you have aspirations of one day maybe going back maybe coaching college would that be something that's in your wheelhouse at all
1: yeah i've i thought about that recently actually
0: um so right now
1: i'm working towards a master's in athletic administration so i would eventually like to be an ad um, at a school or at a college so i think um you know coaching and being an athletic administrator kind of go hand in hand i know they're they're pretty demanding positions both of them um but i've kind of thought about you know what if you know i get my master's in another coaching opportunity happens what if thomas moore calls what if you know i get to be the goalkeeper coach at you know wittenberg or high dominican maybe i move up to columbus um you know i'm i definitely don't have a set plan i'm definitely just kind of letting things roll as they do and i'm just kind of focusing on one day at a time or I'm, i'm trying to at least trying to do one day at a time um you know but i do have aspirations of wanting to be you know be a coach professionally, that would be great. Because I, um, when I was at King's as an assistant in the spring, I was working with the FC Cincinnati Academy as a volunteer assistant goalkeeper coach. So I would go, you know, to over in Milford to the Mercy Health training facility and train the Academy goalkeepers three times a week, or I would help out with that um, as much as I could. And, you know, I got there and I, I loved it. I was like this, this is awesome. This is, you know, coaching, coaching is my thing. Like I, I love being around the game. I love soccer, um, you know, and to see it at a professionally high professional high level was awesome. Um, you know, at, at the Academy level, I know they're younger kids and they they still have a lot to learn as well. Um, but, you know, just to be around that environment and to be around, um, you know, other coaches who you're kind of in all of, Uh, you know, coaches that have kind of done what you want to do, kind of what I'm trying to do at Kings. You know, I want to be the guy to the boys that I'm the guy who's done what they want want to do. And these coaches are coaches that have done things that I want to do. Um, So definitely if that that works out, that would be awesome. Um, Right now, you know, I'm just focusing on Kings and just kind of letting things roll. Um, I do plan on being at Kings for a very long time. You know, it's my alma mater. It's where I got my start. Um, and I definitely plan to help Kings reach the goals that I, you know, want these guys to reach that I think they can reach, um, and just kind of help be there. Like I said, like I keep saying, just being in their corner, that's what I want these guys to know is that, uh, that I'm, I'm there for them.
0: The, the one thing that I think that's awesome that you have is one, bringing in these guys to help you on your coaching staff that have experience at the you know, club level to college, to the experiences of you going to the academies and working with them and all that, like all this stuff that you get to bring back to your group. um, And it sounds like you're open to share as much of the information or like you can network, like, dude, if you wanna go become better, here's a great opportunity to become a better keeper. Oh, you wanna go, I can connect you with, there's this going up at ODU or all these little things that you've got connections with, I think are huge. Um, Because I know from my experience, a lot of these kids and parents have no clue about how do I get to the next, like I've been playing and I've been putting my film out. What do I do now? Like, dude, there's a whole yeah. lot of other things. And I think it's awesome. The kind of the things that you're sharing, like the, that plethora of options for kids to go, Hey, I know what you're talking about. Here's something you might want to check into.
1: Yeah. Um, it's funny because
0: when I was, be- I was really recruited heavily
1: out of high school. I kind of also had to put the work in sending emails out to just coaches, I would type out like an email template, like, hi, my name is Robbie Fry. I'd really like to come to your school. Um, you know, and I would just, and, you know, I'm out of college, so I can say this now, I would literally just copy and paste that into each email and just change the school and change the coach's team. And I'd say, you know, I, this is my film, like, I'd really be interested in coming to your school. And I was just sending out mass emails all the time to just any school, you know, just kind of put my line out there, see what kind of bites I can get. And, you know, that's what I tell these boys is like, you have to put yourself out there. You have to like be kind of annoying and tell these college coaches, Hey, like I'm still here. Like you need a goalkeeper. I'm here. Like, you know, I'm graduating this year. Like, you know, you, you, I have a left foot. I got, you know, this stats, I got this film, like whatever, like, you know, I'm great on distribution. Let me come to your camp or let me come to your school. Let me come to a training session. Um, You know, and that's what boys, Now, I think in players now that they don't really know, they're just like kind of putting their film out there and they're like, somebody will respond to it eventually. And I'm like, no, you have to, you got, it's, it's just as much work off the field as it is on the field to get recruited. Um, And I think that's what kind of gets lost in the wayside uh, with, you know, because parents don't know. I actually talked to a a parent the other day and she said, uh, my son, we just had our our youth camp this past week. And she's like, my son is playing at Kings Hammer. And his team fell through. So we don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, there's Ohio elite, Cincinnati United, Cincinnati elite, TFA, like Mason FC, all these other clubs. Like, here you go. Like go to, go to more tryouts. She's like, Oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't know these other clubs existed. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, it's, there's a lot out there. You just got to put yourself out there and, you know, just kind of put your feelers
0: out and see what, see what you can get, see what you can find. I think it's awesome though, that like, you're already having those conversations with parents, you're already having conversations with some of the boys about some of those types of, of things. And I think that's gonna be a huge like bonus having you in the mix, one being a grad and like being like just so invested in the in the program, but also just like I said, all the things you're gonna be bringing, um, like the intangibles, I guess you would say, that's beyond the like, hey, we're gonna compete, we're gonna do it the best we can in the ECC um, and hopefully get some titles along the way. Um, and what have you but at the same time I'm gonna hopefully be able to help you guys if like even like they're in a club situation or to a college situation or uh, or whatever it might be Uh, Robbie. if people want to follow along and kind of see how does this King's journey go this this fall what what's a great way to kind of connect with you and and follow the the King's program
1: uh, so you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's nights underscore msoc, M-S-O-C, uh, both Twitter and Instagram. I, uh, you know, my email is in our Twitter bio. Uh, you can kind of check that out there too. And in our Instagram bio as well, if you want to get connected with me, um, any goalkeeping questions you have, I'm always open to talk goalkeeping, talk soccer, um, anything like that. And, you know, if, or if some people just want to get connected and just kind of network, that's, that's cool too. Um uh, email as well. Uh, robfry21 at gmail.com is my personal email. And I'm I'm answering emails and you know, always on my phone, like I said. So anytime anybody wants to reach out and just talk soccer or has any questions, feel free to reach out on any of those places.
0: The one thing too I, that I loved earlier was you were talking about talking to other high school coaches um and kind of picking their brains. So I, I can tell, and you even said it before we started, like I just love talking soccer. I'm always just like trying to just love hearing other people's input um, and what have you. So this was really, really stinking cool to kind of hear um, kind of the journey of Robbie Fry to where he is um, right now. And I'm super excited for it. Cause I'm like, dude, man, if I was 25 and a head coach, I'll, that would be so stinking cool because you can pretty much have your whole life ahead of you. And so like, you'll put in this, this year. And as I know from experience, you'll, you'll learn a lot in your first year. Um, So it's that second year, which I'm going into now, which I'm super excited for because I feel like I'm doing things better. But like you said, there's times where I look back or look now and I go, that's not what I wanted to have happen, but um, we'll get there. So Robbie, I appreciate you being on the podcast. I'm going to shut this thing down. This is Karen with Coach's Corner Chats with Robbie Fry and I'm out. Peace. What a great chat. Thanks for checking it out. If you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at coaches. chat, hit that subscribe button. And once again, if you get a chance, drop a review. It's super, super helpful for growing the podcast. Have a good one. Peace.